making a movie physically and mentally destroys you. You know, it just, it just does. It becomes such a labor of love that sometimes we neglect to look at it as a business. People lock into this idea that there is a correct way to do things. There's not, there's a million ways to do it. Video has become the most effective way to get people to do something that it is you want them to do. It's time for filmmakers to get real with Jeffrey Michael Bayes and Forrest Day Jr. We are back on the Get Real Indie Filmmakers podcast and uh, with me is Forrest Day. Hello. I'm Jeffrey. Hi, Jeffrey. And today we have this really, uh, it's, I, I guess you would say it's, it's like no other book that you've ever seen before. And we usually don't like to have people on with their books, but this was just so cool that we had to, we had to mention it. That's a film set book. Um, yeah. And it's, it's actually a book that is designed like a children's book for filmmakers, Mm -hmm. but it's actually filled with film set lingo. So it's like something that you can give to a person just starting out, like give it to your PA or give it to your actors give it to the extras have a copy of this book on set and they can talk about it during breaks it it would be a great help great help uh i remember the first time i worked on a set and uh, i had no clue there is a total different language on set and you know like uh, we use it um just all kinds of words that you don't normally use you're just like uh i don't know what you're talking about do you know what the honey wagon is? I do. Forrest? <laughs> I do. I do too, but maybe our listeners don't. No, they can should look we, it should up. We, you know what? If you know, let's do this. Oh, okay. I won't give it away then. <laughs> if you're listening and you know what the honey wagon is, send us an email. Info at Borgus.com. When you're on a set, if somebody, you know, if somebody says something to you it, it's gonna totally sound weird do we need to do a dummy check <laughs> let's let's do a dummy check all right i don't even know what that one is can you tell me <laughs> we won't make people guess because now i want to know i i don't have the book in front of me oh a dummy check like yeah like when you're clearing the room oh, yeah of course <laughs> yeah i use that one all the time i'm gonna be honest like, yeah, like, I do a dummy check every time I talk to you. Yeah, exactly. But I realize that when I get out to my car or something, I'm like, where are my keys? Oh, they must still be in the room. Too small for me to see when I did my dummy check. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I walk around the yeah. room clapping, but then I realize I don't have a clapper on my keys. So people <laughs> just think I'm the dummy. That's not the only reason people would think that. True. Let's go and let's get into it. Let's talk to Christine Chin, our guest today. All right. Christine Chen is a film producer. She's a director. She's a first AD. And she's one of the founders of Get Realism. It's the picture book we're talking about. It's a picture book made for filmmakers or film lovers to learn set lingo, walkie-talkie etiquette, and a plethora of other crucial information for surviving, because that's what you do. you got to survive on a TV or a movie, or a film set. Now, Christine's recent feature, Urzuli, I hope I said that right, Christine, uh, had a limited theatrical run in May 2022 and is now available on VOD through Kamikaze Dogfight Films in 
Gravitas Ventures, Gravitas Ventures, rather. Hello, Christine. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You're a full-time first AD. What is that for people who don't know? I yell at people to work faster. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) In a nutshell, actually. Uh, First assistant director is uh, what I, that's my bread and butter. And uh, if I were to describe it, it's the person who is controller of the schedule for the entire shoot. So I'm brought on uh, many weeks, several weeks, sometimes months ahead of every, everyone else. And I go and put together a schedule that right, hopefully is the most efficient way to shoot the movie so that you can have it in the can in a certain period of time for minimal amount of money. What got you interested into being in filmmaking? So I started making films as a little kid. Uh, you know, back then, people probably don't remember now these days, but there were VHS cameras. And uh, my dad owned one. And uh, it's the one where you put in the tape and then to edit, you record over what you filmed. And that's how you edit. And I uh, started making things as a little kid. Uh, there were classes that would say, hey, like write an essay. And I petitioned to make a film instead. And so just made little things. And I really didn't think much about it uh, until I took my first official film class in undergrad. In undergraduate levels, they kind of require you, or at least our school requires you to have a art credit. And uh, I chose intro to documentary film class at Rice University and I the proportion of time that I spent on this class in relation to my 15 other classes was highly skewed let's just say that so I would basically spend 80% of my time on this class and then 20% on like everything else Um, and I just I loved it and I I don't know there's something about picking up a camera and then piecing something together and telling a story that I, I love. But I, I was, that was documentary and long story short, fast forward. Uh, I was on a, got invited to a, one of those 48 hour film exercises, film festival, you would say. And I went on as a PA, didn't know what that was. And that's when I fell in love with narrative filmmaking and a light bulb went off and I said, this is what I was meant to do. And I don't know what compelled me to think this way because I had zero experience with crew. Zero, the only thing I've been doing was shooting my own stuff and editing my own stuff. But being on that set seemed to just set off the light bulb. And since then I've been involved in narrative filmmaking uh, for almost 10 plus years. So yeah, and film sets can be pretty tough. Some people they'll get on one and they go, "I never want to do this again." Yes, and uh, but some a lot people, of times. yeah, a lot of people like you, they're like, yeah, "This is great. I want to be the one yelling at people." Well, yeah. the funny thing is, I never actually thought that the the AD part was an accident. Uh-huh. Uh, I I always knew that I wanted to create content, and so I, directing was always what I wanted to do. But uh, you know, I I've meandered to get to that role my uh, really good friend she got me my first role as an assistant director and when she said hey the set that we need it was a feature film with mar vista she's like they need an ad i said what the f is that (laughs) and 
I literally went and Googled first AD to see what the role entailed and, and was like, oh, wait, I already do that because I've been making my own short films and stuff for a while. And I just always thought that th th that's just what producers did, you know, because basically it was every role that nobody else wanted, the producer did. And, and I didn't know there was a specialized role specifically for that uh, first assistant AD type thing. So I just started doing it and then not I don't suck so <laughs> <laughs> now you work primarily in film or have you ever worked in television primarily in film I would like to work in television as well but it's been primarily feature films talk about some of the movies that you've AD'd or just worked on I am in the process right now of being in prep for a a new feature. It's like a drama type thing. But I, I guess if you were to, the ones that are known, I think within the community would be Thunder Road by Jim Cummings. That one did really well amongst the film circuit. And it's been in all sorts of independent film publications. But that was in 2017 or 16. So that was uh, a feature film shot in Austin, Texas, director Jim Cummings. He took a short film that he had won Sundance with the previous year and converted it into a feature, shot it in Austin, Texas. That's how it got linked up with him. That That's probably the most well-known one. Uh, last year, I, I AD'd a feature for Sung Kang, who some people will know him as Han in Fast and the Furious. So he's been around in the game for a while, but this was his debut feature and it's doing the festival circuit right now it's called shaky shivers i saw you did one called killer mermaid and i looked at it it looks quite interesting could you tell us about that one that film the ursley is my feature film so it's the film that i co-wrote co-produced and directed so it's very near and dear to my heart it is based off of a folklore uh, Ursley. So Ursley is a national Haitian voodoo goddess. She's a protector of women and children. She's often seen as half uh, human, half fish, hence the mermaid. And I specifically had her uh, be the, the muse in the film because I spent some time in Louisiana and uh, the Louisiana hoodoo culture is something I'm very fascinated by that because of being in the environment. I really wanted to make a film that was Avenger film for women. There's plenty of those for men, you know, but, but I wanted one for, I would say it's an adult Goonies film for 30 year old women who are angry at the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'm not angry at the world or a woman, but I still want to see, I want to see your film. Please. Yes. It's on, uh, you can, it's on video on demand. It released June 14th this year, actually. So like your, you know, your Amazon, your iTunes, all that stuff. You can, you can go and check it out. So. Cool. And that one's called killer mermaids. Uh, it's yeah. called Ursley. Oh, it's, it's called Ursley? Ursley, yes. Can you spell Ursley, that? E-R-Z-U-L-I-E. Ursley. Okay. Yes. Did everybody get that? I hope everybody wrote that down so you can... Uh... I hope you can watch it. Yes. It's the first... I can't believe it is the first, but it is the first Black Mermaid film. I know with The Little Mermaid coming out in 2023 soon, and they just released a trailer. There's been so much controversy about that. 
but yeah, our, our, our film is literally the first black mermaid film. Let's discuss your book. Get realisms. Get realisms was born around three years ago. It was having worked with lots of new PAs on set and it was kind of inspired by there's a Facebook group called movie set memes that I'm part of that I really love, but it's a bunch of disgruntled filmmakers that make fun of themselves and uh, make memes that are, that describe funny or not so funny things that happen on set to make our set lives seem more normal or fun. <laughs> and uh, I thought, Hey, there's not really a tool out there that if I walk on set and I know nothing, what do I need to know basics? You know, there's plenty of content out there about how to make your film, how to use a camera, very technical stuff. And, you know, in film school, they teach you a lot of that technical things. But I just remember the first time I got on set and somebody told me, hey, hand me the stingers. And I had no clue what he was talking about. And I had to do the whole like whisper to somebody that I trusted and be like, Hey, like, what does that mean? Like, I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I feel stupid, you know, and I, and I feel like that can be prevented. And I made it at first as a gag gift. Cause there are so many film gag gifts. I think I have several, you know, mugs that are shaped like a lens or a shot glass, yeah. shaped like yeah. a lens and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, Hey, I, I, why not make something that's actually useful? And uh, I went through and the idea is I imagined myself walking on set and knowing nothing. And that's how I structured the book. You know, you, you got, get on set and someone hands you a walkie talkie. That's usually what happens if mm -hmm. you're a PA. And like, what do you do with this foreign object? <laughs> what, like, how do I use it? What do I say into it? Because that's a whole thing. And and nobody, usually you get on set, you get thrown in to the sharks and they expect you to, there's no time to explain. You know, some people can, can get into that rhythm pretty easily, but it, wouldn't it be nice to just get on set and you kind of had time in your own relaxed environment to read about it and practice and know that some of these terms exist and then go on set and kind of fake that you already know these terms. That's kind of how it got birth. It's in a, it's in picture book form. So like your mom can read it, you know, <laughs> so give, give this to your girlfriend, boyfriend and be like, Hey, this is why I say striking every time I turn off the, turn on the lights. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to not say it when I turn on the lights because I'll light. get yelled at. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or when I go out with my non-film friends and I have to catch myself from saying I'm going to go ten one. This is why I say these weird things, you know. <laughs> Stinger, by the way, who anyone who doesn't know is an, is an extension cord. Everybody in the world calls them extension cords, extension except. Cords. Except on a movie set, it's no longer an extension cord. Do not call it an extension cord. Call it a stinger. We had a funny moment with uh, our DP saying when he asked for an apple yep. on set. And the PA went to Crafty and got him an actual oh, apple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's Be an, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, not an apple. An apple box. I yeah, want an now, apple now. box. <laughs> There's a hardcover version of it, correct? There is, yes, there's a, 
not like hard cover cover, but there is a yes, yeah, a, f- a physical. physical. I yeah. meant physical. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But the digital one's cool book. because yes. you have little like Easter eggs, I guess you'd call them, or just- yeah, little Easter eggs we kind of built in where you can like click on something and it's like, oh, here's a random BTS video. Here's a random, you know. Yeah, we hid little tiny Easter eggs in them, so the, d- the digital it one is- makes it fun. It, it made it yeah. fun. The cool thing is, is the little videos can inspire people also. Yeah, and that's that was the hope. It, it was always to. I've always wanted to make film approachable. I think there are a lot of people who want to gatekeep and keep it, you know, this elite mm-hmm. um, thing. But I, I think storytelling is transcends that, and especially with technology being so accessible. I think it's it keeps us up on our game if more people are trying to make stuff and trying to test the bounds of what good storytelling means. I think it pushes us to be better storytellers. I don't think there's a reason to gatekeep. If you gatekeep, then being super precious about something, you know, if you've got to be that precious about something, then maybe your idea wasn't really that great. <laughs> I've always so. looked at that as insecurity. Yes, I agree. People so. are insecure. Like I can't tell you, I've met plenty of people who do not gatekeep, who are overwhelmed to be able to share their knowledge. So there's plenty of people out there like that, including yourself by writing this book. Where can people get the book? So right now, uh, getrealisms.com. So online is the best way. There's, we also have an Etsy shop. I haven't put it on Amazon yet. There's a strategy for that. Uh, getrealisms.com is the best. And there's also on that website, we have a bunch of there's posters. There's like a hundred movie set term poster that's fun and illustrated. There is funny film humor type apparel. If you've been in the industry and you look at it, you'll understand some mm-hmm. of it. But you kind of, but a lot of it is you kind of have to be a part of it to to get it. But that's I kind of it's a little like club. I love what we do. It's such a privilege to be able to wake up every day and say I work in the film industry and. I built the company to share that humor that we have being in. It's a love-hate relationship. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes we can't help complain about how crappy some set was. Yeah, I, I do want to point out that get realism, the real is spelt like film real, R-E-E-L. Correct. Yes, get real, R-E-E-L, and the isms, I-S-M-S, yes. And if people would like to chat with you, or contact you in any way, how do they do that? If you go on our Instagram, Get Realisms, you can DM us. You can reach out on getrealisms at gmail.com. You can go find Ursley. We have an account for that as well for our film and message us there as well. There's, there's Also, we, yeah. we actually have a podcast too that we usually do live recording for on Sundays at uh, like usually 2 p.m. Central. And if you jump on Instagram or live or on Facebook, you can type in your questions or just, yeah, and ask us and we will answer them right there. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's 2 p.m. Central time. So usually, yeah. Do the math if you're listening. Uh, I'm Eastern time. You're, you know, you might be Pacific time. So. I'm actually Pacific. Yeah. Oh, you're Pacific. Cent- yeah. Central's because I used to, 
I just recently moved to Los Angeles. I we when he started the company, the three of us. Uh, it's just it's me, Kelly, who's the person who made all the beautiful illustrations. She's usually a production designer, and Jason Cates, who's usually a production sound guy. We all were based in Austin, Texas, hence the Central Time. Okay. So I really think if you have any interest in the film industry at all. And if you want to make sure that you don't screw up your first day on film, a film set, that this is kind of an essential tool. It's a cheat sheet, a cliff notes, a fun cliff notes, because it's got photos and pictures in it. So it's not just text and dictionary type things. I really highly, highly recommend it. Get realisms. Thank you, Christine. Thank you so much for your time and for having me on on board. I really appreciate it. Uh, that was uh, that was a great interview for us. You don't need to I'm sound just, quite okay. so shocked. Anyway, so that 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 is our podcast for today. Thank you for tuning in and joining us. Uh, Get Real Indie Filmmakers is created by Forrest Day Jr., also the host of Rolling Tape on YouTube, and Jeffrey, by Jeffrey Michael yes. Bay. I, you were yes. throwing it to me. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and by Jeffrey Michael Bays. He's the author of Between the Scenes, What Every Film Director, Writer, and Editor Should Know About Scene Transitions, and Suspense with a Camera, a filmmaker's guide to Hitchcock's techniques. Tweet us at Borges Film or email info at Borges.com. We're also on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and give us a rating, just like the good old Blondie does, did once. I can't believe I was like, forgot all about that. <laughs> well, listen, Blondie was nice to us, so we have to be nice to Blondie. Yeah, one day we're going to interview Blondie. I, I hope so. I hope so. Blondie, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> please. The self-deprecating humor here. Our only fan, we really, Blondie. We, we've been trying. We really want to talk to our one fan. Who we probably chased away by now. She's like, well, it's All been right. two years. I'm assuming she. Uh, it's been two years. The <laughs> pandemic has come and gone. I'll give these guys another chance. Nope, nope, nope. Get Real Indie Filmmakers is a production of Borges Networks. <laughs>